Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up uh, on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you when it comes to many things in life, like your car buying experience. So you should go check out Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon or see them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com to make them a part of your new car buying process. Also, Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but a coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and our new sponsor aura who is all about keeping you safe online for a free trial for two weeks visit our link aura.com slash atoz that's aura.com slash atoz so zach we did have some news that broke at about two o'clock in the morning uh this morning about the titan stadium deal after five hours of public debate and nate Rowell. Uh, describes it of Axios. Nate Rowe describes it of a clumsy and bewildering debate over a motion to reconsider failed. It's now official. The Metro Council approved the $2.1 billion financing plan for a new Titan Stadium, 26 to 12. And Front Office Sports adds that new stadium has roughly 60,000 seats, has the translucent roof, a span of uh, 1.7 million square feet, to sit on 15 acres alongside the Cumberland River. So it's approved. 2027 is that timeline. Zach, how do you feel about this? I mean, it's the inevitable. I never thought that it was going to get nixed. I mean, you've got uh, you know politicians and public officials. Obviously, everybody has an opinion. Oh, it's not good for the economy. Oh, it's going to, you know, I, I don't even know what they came up with. But overall, it is a positive thing because – it, br- it grows the city. It brings more money to that particular location. And that particular location is thriving, whether it's Broadway, whether it's Bridgestone, whether it's the Ryman, whether it is all along the Cumberland River that is growing uh, east and west. And I think I think this is a big thing for the Tennessee Titans. This is the big thing, a uh, big thing for the city because it's going to put Nashville even more so on the map. We've seen these new stadiums and this is what the nfl and some of you know sports does very well is once you get a new stadium you get big events and it happens pretty quick you know they help you out by giving you that event very shortly after launch i I saw i read the other day you know la is already in the mix to get another super bowl they just had a super bowl but they want another super bowl right so that stadium brings a ton of money And this is going to be big for concerts. It's going to be big for, obviously, the Tennessee Titans. And this is a new concept, I believe, in new wave stadium building. I mean, we've been used to, I feel like, over the last, let's say, 15 to 20 years, they went through a period of time where bigger is better. And, you know, with with the launch of, of of Jerry World and Cowboys Stadium, obviously, you know, DFW has a lot more people than Nashville, Tennessee, but they went bigger uh, for a period of years. And now I feel like they're condensing it and it's a new approach. And I think it's the right approach for the city of Nashville. And that's the most important part. 
Yeah, and look, it's going to definitely change the East Bank and the development that will most likely follow after this. And so there's a lot bigger project to go along with it. And we've talked about this, that the stadium needs to happen before the other developments can happen along the East Bank. And so one interesting part, there's going to be 5,000 less parking spaces than currently. Uh, So it's going to be an issue in a situation to kind of monitor and navigate through uh, during construction and then after uh, construction and the demolition of the current Nissan stadium is finished. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, I do think this is a, a good thing for Nashville, a good thing for the Titans. The Titans are on the hook uh, for upgrades and renovations uh, to this new stadium where Metro was on the hook for the current lease and the upgrades, which uh, is a big difference there that, that, you know, Nashville's taxpayers were going to have to pay for the continuous upgrades and maintenance of this stadium. So uh, th- those who oppose, uh, I think I saw a, a common thread of saying that this is Nashville continuing to prioritize tourism and entertainment over residents. Uh, so that is one of the things that I, I did see that was a common opposition uh, thread. Well, there, yeah, but, uh, but have they been to the airport? They come in this city and then right, they leave. And, right. And, and while <laughs> yes, but, but also, you know, people have been displaced. People have been moved out of their neighborhoods. And so what else, what all is going to be done for everybody? Oh, right. And so, right. right. But, that, but that's just going to continue to happen. If you got to have a million dollars to live in Nashville, let's just be honest. Like that's kind of the going rate for like a, a, a single family home that you feel comfortable with or in or around there. That's been the trend over the last three to four years, but it's not stopping, right? Inflation is an all time high. You want to actually get into like the economics. I don't mind doing that. I think this is a positive thing for for Nashville because it it obviously more bigger companies are coming to Nashville and Nashville has got to expand. You know, they do need to concentrate on the roadways and, and the transportation of to and from. But Nashville is expanding in all areas, whether it's west, north, east, south, doesn't matter. And I, it, it, I think this is makes perfect sense if executed in due time, right? They can't get behind the eight ball like LA did and extend this for a number of years. They've got to really, they've already extended it once, right? right? When they first released it was 2026. Then they had to go through all this approval. Now it's 2027. They got to get on pace and they got to knock this thing out. Yeah, well, once the World Cup, uh, once Nashville missed out on the World Cup in 2026, I think that allowed them to extend it another year, not have to to rush through to, to try to fight for that 2026 World Cup location uh, to be ready. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. We'll see when they can start. There's a lot of different information and nuance that goes into when they can start this. But, uh, again, approved officially this morning at roughly 2 o'clock a.m. Wednesday morning, uh, that the new stadium proposal approved officially. So, Zach, now let's talk about what's going on with this NFL draft. There is a, an interesting uh, change in rumor when it comes to uh, this quarterback draft that we'll talk about uh, here momentarily. But let's reset and go back to Rand Carthon's press conference on Monday before the NFL draft and, to, and hear from him on uh, what he thinks and how he talked about drafting a quarterback i would imagine you don't expect to be there another time so having a pick like this like how much does that weigh into the whole process of possibly getting a franchise quarterback right um so to your point you you rather be picking at 32 you know every year you rather be you know at least 31 32 every year and 
uh, for this organization to be picking at 11 with the success that they've had here, it's uh, kind of unprecedented. So um, ultimately picking that high, you want to be able to come away with what we would call a blue player, you know, a player that's going to come in and contribute um, to you immediately. Um, so with the hopes of never having to pick up this high again. at the quarterback position now with a veteran in Ryan, knowing he's got just one year left on his contract versus trying to find the next guy, whether it be Malik or a draft pick? I think, you know, with Ryan and his uh, respective position, I think it's it, it, the same thing can be said for every position. It's our jo job to do due diligence at every position every year to look to improve it. You know, so it's not an indictment on Ryan or anybody else on this roster. You know, we have to evaluate everyone. Um, and know where you know where we can make ourselves better and give ourselves the best option to put the best 53 on the field. Well, we all know, Zach, the quarterback position is the one that stirs the drink and the one that creates Super Bowl expectations. Just talk to the New York Jets, who basically have done everything right in the NFL draft in building their roster, uh, except the quarterback. You don't hear that. <laughs> until the, the Jets have done everything right. They have. They have. But, I, mean, like, no, the, I don't, the I don't is, deny that. Yeah, the roster is phenomenal. They just had Zach Wilson. And uh, however many other quarterbacks after Zach Wilson was injured or, or not playing well and got benched, and now they had to go uh, you know, acquire Aaron Rodgers in a trade uh, overall. So there's a lot that goes into it, and we know the quarterback position is so important and so valuable, and that's what makes this offseason interesting. As we talked about it, Zach, as you we went into the Week 18 game against the Jags, do you want to win to win the AFC South or lose to have a high draft pick? Because you don't have high draft picks that often, and you have a chance to get a quarterback. And we've talked a lot about quarterback opportunities in this draft for the last several months. So let's ask this question to everybody, Zach. What percentage chance do you think the Titans take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft? What percentage chance do you think the Titans take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft tomorrow night? But Zach, uh, we'll get to everybody's comments, but first tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, fbhp.com slash A to Z is where to go. I went there uh, over a year ago, and man, I'm am I glad that I did. My plan, I feel secure in my plan, especially for my previous plans over the number of years that I didn't have Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. It helps me so much. Free teledoc conferences when I'm sick, health, dental, vision. I get free, uh, you know, a free contact allowance. That is something I never got before. They have the perfect plan for you. You've just got to go seek that plan out. And it's really not hard to find. You go to fbhp.com slash A to Z, 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. They've got you covered when it comes, it comes to that. And when you take the health assessment, they give you a quote. And ultimately, the decision is in your hands. You don't have to do the plan. You're not forced to. It's a decision for you and your family. If it's for you individually, it's for you and your wife, your wife and kids. They've got plans for all walks of life. You've just got to go take the health, health assessment, get the quote, and make your decision. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. Also with BetMGM, it is draft eve, but draft eve also means Wednesday, which means call your shot Wednesday. And Zach, you're going to call your shot with the Titans first round pick here later on in the show. But you guys can call your shot every Wednesday throughout the summer with Major League Baseball. That means on Wednesdays, you can place a $25 home run prop on any game and instantly get a $10 bonus bet regardless of if that 
uh, prop wins or not. So you go into your BetMGM app. Hopefully you've already signed up and used our code ATOZ Sports so you can make sure you can get some bonus bets up to $1,000 if that first bet misses. But after you've already signed up, go opt in to Call Your Shot Wednesdays in your BetMGM app and a $25 home run prop in Major League Baseball any Wednesday on any game instantly gives you a $10 bonus bet right there with Call Your Shot Wednesdays. So, Zach, we're discussing here on this Wednesday draft eve. I almost say Christmas eve, but it feels like it. Uh, draft <laughs> draft eve. For, for guys like us. Oh, yeah. right? Yeah, we've been waiting a long time. Uh, Christmas uh, feels like it's slow every year. What percentage chance do you think the Titans take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft? I'll send you to the chat for everybody's answers on Facebook. YouTube. Well, I'll say this on the Christmas analogy. The older <laughs> you get, Christmas is diminished, right? Because you're buying the gifts, right? Like when you're a kid, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I got what my you know, favorite toy or whatever. Now as a grown-ass man, you get the payoff of your favorite sports team, whoever you cheer for, finally getting their guy or you know getting upset. There, There is a little nuance of a lump of coal, right? I mean, yeah, ask the yeah. Jets and Zach Wilson, right? They ended up figuring out that that was a lump of coal or or whatever. So I, I, I do get the analogy. I do think there's a good question, though. What percentage chance do you think the Titans take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft? Let's go to the chat and see what the people are saying. Steven's going 25%. Also, Jeffrey. Also, Matt. So there's 25, 25, 25. Jake goes 65. Tighten up goes 10. Eric goes 30, 90%. But I don't see them trading up. From John, two percent from Jacob, so both ends of the spectrum there. Zero percent from John. Stephen King says twelve. Russ with ten. Blake Mitchell goes sixty-two point three. Twenty-five from Demario. Scary says thirty-five. Cameron goes forty. All right, Den forty-seven. Thomas eighty-five. Scott twenty. Tank Sinatra thirty-three. Richie goes fifty. Zero. From William Marvin goes 80, 30 from Chris. So we're starting to kind of go all over the board. Dwayne 10, Jerry 30, Rooney 5. So some low numbers, including Big Ten Jeff, or Big Ten Jeff, excuse me, 15%. They have much bigger needs at wide receiver and offensive tackle. Jamie goes five. Andrew goes zero. TJ goes 15. There was a spell of some low numbers right there. And you know, more people are piling in. These are some low numbers. John goes 25. There's a 47 from Eddie and a 50 from Eric. So kind of all over the place. Austin, I am curious to see what number where you reside. I feel like the chat is consistently below 50%. Which I think surprised me a little bit. Uh, which uh, Eric Stanley says fifty percent. Who my long lost cousin, maybe I don't know. No relations to my knowledge uh, to Mister Eric Stanley. But I, I think when I'm looking at it, you know, our, we got here saying twenty five percent isn't low. I think it's it is an interesting idea to come up with what percentage chance of something happening. I think twenty five percent is kind of high. Uh, because you have to weigh the different options at what is making up the other percentage points, right? Right, but you're also, you have a lot of positions that they will not draft, right? Like, we know that they are not going to draft in the first round based on certain positions, certain needs. Like, 
there are there are positions off the board. They're not drafting a kicker at eleven overall, right? So like there are positions off the board. So you got to kind of take that into consideration. No doubt, on both sides. No doubt, no doubt. Because if you have the Titans, I think are very likely. I would say ninety percent chance the Titans would take a quarterback, an offensive lineman, or a receiver in the first round. 90%. So I'm going to leave 10% for Mike Vrabel to do a Mike Vrabel thing and like draft an edge rusher or something in the first round, just because that's what Mike Vrabel wants to do. And he loves defense, right? But 90% chance it's going to be in one of those three positions. Now, I think the interesting thing is there's more quarterbacks available to the Titans than wide receivers available to the Titans in the first round. I think you could say there's more I think quarterbacks. You could say there's more quarterbacks than, than offensive linemen to available. Maybe that's maybe that's equal. Maybe there's three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks available to the Titans uh, in the first round. And there's Paris Johnson Jr. There's Broderick Jones out of Georgia. There's Peter Skronsky out of Northwestern. And maybe you throw Darnell Wright. And if you're going to throw Hinton Hooker in for the Titans at quarterback. Throw Darnell Wright in for the Titans at, at offensive right. right. So and you got to take one of the quarterbacks out because that's going number one overall. I did. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm taking out uh, Bryce Young, right? And maybe we'll see maybe. with a maybe with not. our later conversation. We'll see what happens. So I think Zach, there's a 35 percent chance the Titans take a quarterback in the first round. So if I'm going to get to my 100, I'm going to say 35 percent chance quarterback, 35 percent chance O line. 20% chance wide receiver and 10% chance uh, I'm hedging for Mike Vrabel to do something very Mike Vrabel-ish. So that is how I'm going to break it down. If we're going to go full picture, you got to have to understand kind of where I sit in all this 35% chance quarterback. And then I'll say 35% chance O-line. Interesting. Andre gives some lunchbox money. He says it needs to be a hundred percent unless you're ready to pay what the chiefs did if not for Mahomes, and then hoping he's good. The same folks who say 11-3 and three is uh, too high. 11-2-3, so, yeah, moving to 11-3, yeah. Uh, here's, here's where I'm a little hamstrung. Uh, let's go back to Rand Carthon in talking about what he said earlier. And he said something that I feel like kind of I don't know if it's – it kind of shakes things up for me. I would imagine you don't expect to be there another time. So having a pick like this, like how much does that weigh into the whole process of possibly getting a franchise quarterback? Right. Uh, so to your point, you, you'd rather be picking at 32, you know, every year. You'd rather be, you know, at least 31, 32 every year. And uh, for this organization to be picking at 11 with the success that they've had here, it's uh, kind of unprecedented. So – um, ultimately picking that high, you want to be able to come away with what we would call a blue player, you know, a player that's going to come in and contribute um, to you immediately. Um, so with the hopes of never having to pick up this high again. How do you balance? Blue player. Yep. So now I'm sitting here saying, are these quarterbacks that are available blue players? Is that how he feels about them? Or are they not and they're not – necessarily going to draft that type of player because they're looking at blue players so that i feel like kind of and this is straight from the guy who's drafting these guys right? no so, no totally and so i i took that because he literally said blue player impact immediately type of player because you're picking high but 
yeah, you don't really pick quarterbacks in any other spot than Hyde. So yeah, I took this as Rank Carthon throwing seven different types of smoke. Like he is just saying, we could do this, we could do that, we could do that. And and I thought Sam did a good job yesterday of saying they've got to have a plan for every situation. If Paris Johnson is available at 11, then this. If CJ Stroud is not, then that. Like going through all of those different spots and saying, okay, here's our predisposed decision or predetermined decision. And we're going to go with it regardless of what, or determining on what the situation might be. So I don't necessarily look into that. I think that's just a GM who had to fill a press conference before the draft, who basically said all the different things where after the pick is made, he can go back and point to, see, I told you like after the pick is made for Paris Johnson, see blue player. After the pick is made for a quarterback, see, quarterback, we're at 11. You got to go get one now. It doesn't mean it changes how we feel about Ryan. But see, I told you, but there's just a bunch of different variations of his answers out there. Well, here's also the difficult part. We be, we knew the te- tendency of John Robinson by now, right? We know what he likes to do. Yep. Sometimes he makes good decisions. Sometimes he makes franchise-changing bad decisions with A.J. Brown. Here's where I'm at. I believe that I understand your concept and I actually kind of kind of resonate with it. I just think that some like Paris Johnson Jr. or Skaronsky, one of the two aren't going to be there at 11. Uh, the Bears, I think, are going to take one of those guys because there's a lot of value in the best tackle in the draft at nine. I think there's a ton of value there, right? So now that eliminates one. You could also see another team before 11 take a tackle. You could also see and justify, and I think a lot of, you know, national draft analysts are saying this. There is a lot of value in the second and third round for wide receiver. This is not one of those drafts where you've seen five guys, you know, like last year, Traylon Burks was the sixth wide receiver taken in the first round. Like, you're kind of hedging. There's a lot of talent. Right now, you're talking about Njigba, and you're talking about Quentin Johnson. Like, that's it. And Quentin Johnson's kind of dropped off. His right? buzz has disappeared. So, so now is there only one? Now, Njigba, I think, is good, but he also has the hamstring stuff, right? So, like, there's that. Yeah, you, you just fired John Robinson to bring in a GM that drafts a hamstrung receiver. Oh, oh man. Uh, now we're back to, to Cole on Christmas. Here's Here's where I'm at. I believe that they're about 40% okay. quarterback heavy. And I think it's that high because I think they're looking at the future. They're looking at what they have in Ryan Tannehill. And they're saying, and this is, we've got to kind of take them at their word. And I think this is first and foremost a Vrabel mindset and getting to know Carthon a little bit. I think this is a Carthon type thing as well. They don't want to lose. They don't want to be picking at 11 ever again. No. The Titans aren't used to this. And that was true. I mean, the Titans are used to picking from 18 to 20s, like right around there. And that's not the best place to be picking because you're getting ousted in the playoffs. But that's where they're used to be picking. But that's where they make they host playoff games. That's where they make more money. That's when they win division championships. I, I think that they're right around 40% of drafting a quarterback. And then it goes to 
who is available and what are you willing to do to get your guy? Yep. Because you have to have a guy. I mean, you if you're picking in the top 11, you've got to fall in love with a guy. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Unless you just get like the worst roll of the dice in the first 10 picks that you could possibly think Well, of. and we saw... We saw John Robinson do this with everybody's boy, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, we found out afterwards, they didn't want to draft Corey Davis. At five. They, they didn't want to draft him at five. to trade back. They, they they wanted Corey Davis, but not at five. Well, I, look, I, they wanted Corey Davis. They're going to tell you they wanted Corey Davis no, but because I think, they drafted Corey Davis. But they didn't want to draft the player that they drafted at five overall. And sure. ends up, he was a well, big-time busto at five overall. Yes, they also uh, talked about the number 29 overall pick in 2020's draft, Isaiah Wilson, that they tried to move out of that too. and they But they were unable to do it, and they got, in my opinion, the biggest draft bust in NFL history, Isaiah Wilson, who played four snaps, three of them uh, were kneel-down snaps. So I think, you know, it, it is interesting. It depends on how it's going to go. If they ha- If they can't get what they want, can they trade back? If they can't trade back, then who are they stuck with at 11 and how are they going to sell it? Yeah, and we'll talk about later on the show the, I mean, this is the news feed of what the quarterback position has been in this year's draft. How much? How many highs and lows have we gone through? Bryce Young's the clear number one. Then it was C.J. Stroud because, you know, Frank Reich fell in love with him. But then the it Frank was like, Reich no, likes do- six-foot-four players at quarterback. Right, well, right? now or we're going to do their due diligence. Then Anthony Richardson grew up the board. Now we're talking about Levis a little bit later. Then yeah. Stroud went down. Like, there has been so much storyline movement. And I don't know how much GMs actually feed into that. And I also don't know how many GMs call up with smoke, right? Yep. You know, Rand Carthon is fielding calls. He's saying that from other GMs, you know, this is like Survivor a little bit. If you watch Survivor, it is outwit, outlast, outplay. And there's different forms of outwitting and outlasting and outplaying to get your guy as a competitive advantage in the draft. Sure. I think that has happened. Yeah, and Rand talked about it on Monday. He goes, you know, when uh, a certain GM's phone number pops up on my phone I, I know this is just going to be him trying to pick and prod for intel and he'll try to do it in a smooth way but he goes i see it coming a mile away so you know he knows what's going on he's understood and has plenty of mentors to help him through uh these type of things as he's going through it uh in his role for the first time all right zach i want to say this real quick mb okay. says zero they don't look at media rankings of quarterbacks that's incorrect you cannot say that blanket statement it doesn't make i'm not saying they take into account on their board But I know for a fact that head coaches and general managers do look at mock drafts. Whether they believe them or not, they do look at them. So I think that is an incorrect statement of they don't look at media's rankings at quarterbacks. They do look at them. It's how do you take them into account if you do? Look, they don't don't look at specific, like, they don't look at uh, Joe Schmo's uh, Twitter screenshot of his draft simulator mock draft. But they'll look at like the people that have intel around the league at their mock drafts who are talking to people. We know for a fact AJ Brown has watched this show. John Robbins, we've seen him comment. Mike, like Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Mike Vrabel, like they watch and look, 
I always look at it as this because I you get asked this in the wild, as they say, like at dinner parties. Like, hey, do you, you know, do any of the players or coaches watch A to Z sports? And I say, well, yeah, if if there was a full show or media spectrum that analyzed what you did for work, right, as a warehouse worker or an insurance agent or you know, what a salesman. And they just analyzed what your decision making was. You'd be pretty intrigued too. <laughs> and and that's, that's they are they. And yeah. so I, that's where MB. I think you're incorrect. How much they take it into consideration? I think there's value to say maybe it's zero. Yeah. Maybe it's one yeah. percent. But they do pay attention. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's impossible to fight human nature to not pay attention to it. All right, Zach. You are going to have your guy, right? You talk about the Titans have to fall in love with their well, guy. It's not my guy. I think it's what I think the Titans who, guy is. That, yeah, who you think the Titans guy is, right? That's your prediction. So Zach is going to give his prediction here in a second uh, because he will be flying to Kansas City tomorrow morning to be at the NFL draft for A to Z Sports along with our guy Jake Evans there too. So we're going to get uh, Zach's official prediction for the Titans' first-round pick. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell you guys all about Aura, who is all about keeping you guys safe online because the internet can find everything about you, just like we're talking about. Do players listen to things said about them? Yeah, the internet knows everything about you, your full name, personal email, home address, phone number, even your relatives. Aura found 30 data brokers who had my info and has removed all but one. They're still actively working on that pesky last data broker to get rid of my information because they took away all of the rest. Data brokers profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and anyone else that wants to learn about you. Our sponsor, Aura, will identify those data brokers who are exposing your information and automatically submit those opt-up requests on your behalf. That's even opting you out of junk mail and telemarketing lists. Aura's services also feature a VPN, a password manager that I started last night, real-time credit and identity theft monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside of one app, and it's so easy to get started. Let Aura do the hard work for you. Let Aura do the hard work for you and by keeping you safe online and do it for free for the first 14 days visiting our link, Aura.com slash ATO Zeke. I just posted it right there in the chat. Aura.com slash ATO Zeke, ATO for 14 free days with the Aura app. It is the sports powered by BetMGM. ATO Sports is the bonus code. That bonus code gets you up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet misses. And that's huge. So take advantage of BetMGM. Download the app. The odds are changing. You could, I stayed away from the NBA last night. I did. I, I, I didn't bet anything in the NBA because the lines were too big. Now we get into tonight. You can get some money. You can win some money on BetMGM. Download on your Apple or Android app store. You can download the app today. All right, Zach. Your official prediction for the Titans first round pick. What do you expect the Titans to do? Jim Wyatt of Titans Online, or TennesseeTitans.com, texts every media member in the area saying, hey, what's your pick? What's your pick? I sent Jim mine on Monday afternoon. Uh, what did you send Jim Wyatt for your official Titans first-round prediction? I did text Jim. I said, this is the hardest year you've asked me this question. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and I, I received the text, and I didn't text him back for about three to four hours later mm -hmm. because 
I mean, I had to go through all of these scenarios because you don't want to be wrong, but you're probably going to be wrong, right? And I I was trying to figure out what I felt Rand Carthon's tendencies could be, what this draft represented, and what the Titans, I thought, wanted to do slash needed to do. So I tried to develop a plan in my mind of what would make sense if A or B happened. Mm -hmm. I eliminated trading up for the third overall pick. I think that is a massive risk for a first-year general manager. To not pick in the first round, you've got to, you talk about fall in love, you've got to fall head over effing hills. Mm -hmm. You've got to get married in Vegas a week after you meet. Like, that is how in love you have to be with a quarterback to trade from 11 all the way up to three and give up future first-round picks. So I eliminated that. I also took into account of who was rising the ranks and who had kind of fallen. This is actually before the Levis stuff that we'll talk about later in the show. Yeah, yeah. I think Stroud, I do think that there's some smoke. I think Stroud's going to get drafted before 11. So I eliminated him. Mm. I also eliminated Bryce Young because I think he'll get drafted before 11. The Levis thing hit, and I believe this is the scenario that could and would happen if the Titans were picking at 11. I believe that Anthony Richardson Mm. would fall to them at the 11th overall pick And I think they would look at his ceiling, the development of already having Ryan Tannehill, and they would select Rand Carthon's Florida Gator, Anthony Richardson. (laughs) I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't don't love that, but I think that makes sense. That was my prediction. Oh, man. Anthony Richardson. I did not expect that to happen uh, from you. Now, no, I, 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 to be honest, I didn't expect I, – I, Jim, I don't expect this from me either. But <laughs> I, I don't know how the draft is going to go. And once I am, uh, eliminated – I also think Paris Johnson Jr. is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get drafted uh, by the Bears. And I think that – there's value at not giving up picks and tra- taking a quarterback that you can develop for a year with Ryan Tannehill on the roster. Man, uh, Anthony Richardson, 11th of the Titans. So I'm not going to say who I picked because Sam and I both had to text Jim Wyatt this week too. Uh, and Sam and I will discuss that tomorrow morning uh, on the show of where I went, where Sam went, but Anthony Richardson, it is different than what I did. I will say that. And so it'll be a different. Oh yeah. I figured you wouldn't have done that, but I didn't base that off of. I did think about it. And I, I, a lot of your process is also similar to the process that I went through for my pick. Uh, Because Jim doesn't want a whole like paragraph and a half of your, he just wants the player's name. (laughs) No, he just wants the player's name. He doesn't care if you're saying trade up or trade back. He just wants the guy that they're picking. Uh, So man, it's uh, that's interesting because I think you could be 
I think the Titans could get Anthony Richardson at several different spots. It doesn't have to be number 11 overall. But I think 11 could be valuable, right? Like you could justify that that would maybe be the right pick to get a quarterback that they like without giving up things, right? Like giving up assets is tough for a first-year general manager at this high in the draft. Like I know John Robinson had done it, but I don't, I don't see the trend of that. Okay. So I'll ask you this question, Zach, since you will not be on the show until Monday after the entire draft is done, because you're going to be in Kansas city for the NFL draft, getting tons of great social coverage and more uh, for A to Z's national network, even outside of just the Titans. If the Titans select Anthony Richardson in the first round, your reaction is what? The first round at eleven overall, or just the first round? I just said in the first round. You can okay. you can take I just it want to clarify you want. the question. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Titans take Anthony Richardson in the first round, how do you react? If this was Friday morning and the Titans are just coming off and we're all waking the sleepy out of our eyes after staying up late because Anthony Richardson's the pick, he's the quarterback. How is Zach Bingham feeling about that? Excitingly skeptical (laughs) that's how i would define it because i I think he does have a lot of great attributes i question i'll be honest i question his smarts i question can he learn can he get educated can he command because josh allen joe burrow patrick mahomes uh i mean those guys are smart they they just aaron Rodgers is smart he's a little weird but are a lot weird, but he's smart. I believe that the quarterback situation, and I'm not saying that Anthony Richardson is dumb, so don't twist that, but can he come in there and learn? And then on the other side, do the Titans have the teachers and the coaches to teach him properly to develop? I think there's a huge benefit in him not having to play right away. So that's where my excitement comes in of like, wow, Anthony Richardson is the type of quarterback that you, in four years, you could be saying Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Anthony Richardson. You could be saying that, right? So that's where I think my excitement comes in. My skepticism is the development. Yeah, the most athletic athlete to ever come through the NFL draft is Anthony Richardson by all of the measurables and analytics and numbers, right? And Jamarcus Russell had the best arm, right? Yeah, but but Jamarcus Russell wasn't doing explosive, like, you know, three-cone drills. He was winning big-time games, though. Jamarcus Russell was throwing the football from his knees 70 yards, and and that was kind of it. Now, you know, we bring up this graphic, uh, the cognitive skills and the notable scores that go into the S2, and – you know, these have been debated whether CJ Stroud actually got an 18 or not, but Anthony Richardson getting a 79 it, at least checks out on that pass fail line of 80 for a quarterback. So, you know, I think for Anthony Richardson, if he were to respond to what you thought about, can he be developed? Can he get it mentally between the ears and learn the system? He would say, yeah, I had one year at starting uh, at Florida and my head coach changed, who changed the offense. We lost a lot of weapons, and he came through and pieced it together in six months and and you know put up some numbers with a lot on his shoulders and a lot on his legs. And that would be his sales pitch, that he could do it. 
because he had to learn a new offense um, in just six months and do it kind of by himself. So that's interesting. All right. I will say this. I, I would respect the Titans for taking the chance. Malik Willis is a value pick at the third round. Like, you don't expect him. He would surprise you if he was in the same conversation of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, those guys, right? This is taking a chance on a franchise quarterback. You're telling your fan base what they want to hear. Whether it ends up being the best or the worst, you're at least taking the risk. And damn it, I respect people that take leaps of faith and jump off the cliff to see if they can fly. Uh, let's see. Jay says the man, as in Anthony Richardson, looks up to Cam Newton. That should tell you a lot. It's Face a palm. Well, I, I'll say this about Cam Newton. I think, and this we haven't had this conversation before. I'm just going to throw this out there and let you chew on it for a while. Because I think Cam Newton, over the next 10 years, will start to take the Deion Sanders path. I'm not saying he's going to be a power five head football coach in college football in 10 years, but I think Cam Newton will start that path. So I think Cam Newton's got a really bad public perception off of being, I don't know like, if he has that capacity. We, uh, I, I go, go look and Cam Newton's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes that nobody's talking about. And not a lot of people have attention on of how he's, starting his coaching career. I think Kim Newton over the next 10 years will follow that Deion Sanders path. I don't know if he'll get to Deion Sanders level because Deion is way older than Cam Newton. And so Cam's got more time to get to where Deion's at. Uh, but I, I do think that's where Cam Newton's going. So I would give Cam a little more credit than I, what I think the public perception of him is. All right, so reverting back yeah. to, to Richardson, I think here's the other thing that kind of pulls me back as well is does Rand Carthon believe in Mike Vrabel's staff? Well, he was... Rand was hired when that staff was getting filled out, so I, you better hope so. I didn't so. ask that. I, I said... <laughs> Does, does he believe in, you know, Tim Kelly is a big part of the future of this offense, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Kelly was hired by Mike Vrabel. He wasn't hired by anybody else. Sure. That, I think, gives me a little bit of pause to say I could be wrong. But, damn it, it's hard to predict this. But that that's... I'm going to say it with my chest out and see what happens. All right. So uh, now let's get to this quarterback rumor that really kind of changed some things. Uh, it kind of helped me in it, my prediction because I already made my prediction. It kind of I had already me. made my prediction too. I, I will again, I'll tell my prediction and Sam will have his prediction uh, tomorrow morning on the show as we kick off draft morning, bright and early with all of you guys uh, tomorrow. So here is the rumor. Right, this is coming from Reddit. Ooh, uh, we, got a, we have a we have a graphic for a Reddit post. Wow. I think this is uh the first this of our first. bingo <laughs> bingo board. Uh, anybody got that? Will Levis is currently four thousand plus four thousand to be the first overall pick. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling friends and family Carolina will take him on Thursday. You are welcome. That was 
from sale agreeable 2834 that the screenshot was seven hours ago, right? But that was seven hours ago from yesterday afternoon uh, when I got that screenshot. So it was Wednesday morning. That happens. Levis plus 4,000. Then all of a sudden, I will tell you what BetMGM has Will Levis at uh, in a second because it has changed very rapidly and aggressively. So I'll give you that update here in a second. We'll talk more about this rumor. But Zach, tell us all about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner, including the Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating, the sedan, which is the Sonata, four doors right there, fuel-efficient, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. When I say your perfect make and model, that's what I mean because they have your perfect car. You've just got to go find it, test drive it, and buy it. Buy it at a good price. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40, exit 236. We've been out there numerous times. We love Payne Bone and his team. He They they will hook you up with a great deal. Plus, they also have the Ionic, which is a, a electric. It's battery-powered. It doesn't need fuel, but it is very efficient. Their fleet of vehicles are online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Hey, with BetMGM, win big with Call Your Shot Wednesday. It's something you can play along with all summer long through Major League Baseball. Go into your BetMGM app where you've already signed up using our code because you guys know you got to use our code ATOZ Sports uh, right there with BetMGM. Opt into the Call Your Shot Wednesday feature and you get $10 in bonus bets instantly every Wednesday that you post and make a $25 home run prop bet on any major league game this Wednesday. So take advantage of that today. Tweet at Sam. Sam's a baseball guy. He played college ball for a bit. He loves MLB. Tweet at Sam to say, hey, Sam, who's hitting a home run today? And have Sam help you out with Call Your Shot Wednesday. So check it out right there. Visit betmgym.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. Rewards issued in knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. For problem game sport, call Tennessee. Red line 800-889-9789. So Zach, we're talking about this Will Levis Reddit rumor. Because here it is once again. This was Wednesday midday. Will Levis was currently plus 4,000 to be the first overall pick. Ladies and gentlemen, he's telling his friends and family, Carolina will in fact take him on Thursday. You are welcome. That also lines up, Zach, with Frank Reich having a press conference as the Panthers head coach yesterday as well that says, we have a consensus player. We know who our guy is and we'll announce it Thursday around 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is when the draft begins. So all of this lines up. And so Will Levis, Zach, goes from plus 4,000 and BetMGM has him to go number one overall at plus 500. It's not, he's not the favorite. Bryce Young's still the favorite, but plus 4,000 to plus 500 in less than 24 hours in about 18 hours is nuts. Like, what is this? Is this real or is this absolute phony? Because Vegas, right? Like, we know. I mean, Vegas play. did this. Vegas reacted like other books, other books not named Bet MGM have completely removed their board for first, second, third overall. But what reaction, do they, I guess here would be my question. What do the what do the books have to lose by moving the line? Because if if they keep it at plus four thousand and all these people are coming in at plus four thousand and it's real it's stolen money. It's it's the the, the books. Oh no, just, I'm talking about the other side. Like they can move the line, and 
because they want to protect themselves, right? Like right. they move the line closer to even to protect themselves just in case Will Levis does go number one over. But right, but there's no like, it's no checks and balances. Just because uh, the line move doesn't mean everybody else is going to move down to like plus a thousand, and, right? You know, Lucas said you know, the money is moving the line. So again, this is this thing went viral. This Reddit post went nuts yesterday. And so people start throwing their money on Will Levis to go number one overall plus 4,000. And it creeps its way all the way down to plus 500 and, and lower in some spots. Like, so is it real or is it phony? Cause Vegas is reacting to this. You know, I Vegas- personally think it's phony. Yeah. I, I think that it's too close to the draft. There's so many rumors. I mean, guys, let's rewind last year. We thought at this date, a year ago, 365 days ago, that Malik Willis was going to get drafted in the first round. We thought that we on thought, this show. Yeah, we thought that. We thought everybody Kane did. Pickett, it wasn't just us. But we also knew, like, we knew that the quarterbacks, there was really only one spot for a quarterback in the first round that was that you felt good about. And it was between Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. And then after that, we had an idea that the the second quarterback would drop because of not the to lack the third of needs. round, right? I, the, right, and and Desmond Ritter went higher than Malik Willis, right, to the Falcons. He went first. Ritter so was. I, I just I feel like, and Kane says that Frank will take Levis to force the Colts to take a quarterback they can't develop uh, an ultimate revenge. Pick. That that's hilarious. I Frank uh, Kane, I would. Love if that were the case. Because who is the quarterback that the Colts couldn't develop? Bryce Young? Well, yeah, I think it's just an indictment on the Colts. Um, but, but again, like the Frank Reich quarterback thing is kind of real. Like if you look at all the quarterbacks that Frank Reich has coached in the NFL, I think the shortest one is like six foot four. You've got Carson Wentz, 6'5", with the Eagles, and then again with the Colts. Then you've got Phillip Rivers, 6'7". Then you've got Matt Ryan, really tall. There's Nick Foles that Frank Wright worked with in in, in Philadelphia, who's like 6'6". Phillip Rivers is not 6'7". Phillip Rivers, is, okay, 6'5"? Phillip Rivers is tall. He's, he's He ain't 6'7". Maybe I'm confusing the 7 with the kids. Maybe he's 6'5 or 6'6". Six, six. He's tall. He's over, he's 6'5", minimum. He's six five. Okay, six five. Regardless, six five and six seven are different. But yeah, I, I, I know. Give, six I five with seven kids. I got my numbers mixed up. My bad. There. So uh, I was like, whoa. I, but he's still tall, right? No, all yeah. these all of these quarterbacks that Frank White Reich has worked with is six five or taller. C.J. Stroud is six four, six five. Will Levis six, is six four. They fit that prototype that Reich has worked with, you know, over his NFL career as a head coach. But how did those print. turn out? Uh, I mean, they they he was great with Carson Wentz in Philly, and then he tried yeah, to do it again, and long, it failed. Uh, right? <laughs> but no, I, but again, like there's still a prototype. It, it, it worked out with Nick Foles very, very well, if you ask me. That's what got Frank Reich a head coaching job. Was that he was able to help Nick Foles win a Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles in 2018. And so there's something to that, right? And but I think here's Bryce Young. Bryce Young checks too many of the boxes. Yeah, but it's just a pick that makes too much sense. I agree. You're not going to get heat for if it works out. It makes sense. If it doesn't, it just doesn't. But you also traded up. 
from nine to one because you needed a quarterback. It wasn't that you we, like they traded up because they needed a quarterback. They didn't trade again, up because they again, wanted a singular. I, I am just you say you think the Will Levis Reddit thing is phony. I'm just playing devil's advocate to say what I believe that this is why I think you could you could talk me into thinking there's something to it. I'm not saying I'm going to buy it. CJ Stroud right after they traded it, and that didn't work. Like, maybe they I, didn't like, maybe they didn't click with CJ Stroud. I maybe think this they, is a Bryce Young pick. I agree. But again, I think when you look at all the quarterbacks Reich has worked with and you go from six foot five guys all the way down to five foot 10, five foot 11, it's a big difference. That's a different play style that Frank Reich knows that he can have success with. I think Bryce Young is, pardon the pun, head and shoulders above the other quarterbacks when it comes to ability but he's head and shoulders below these guys when it comes to his physical stature. Yeah, and the best ability is what? Availability. And Bryce Young wasn't available at times, and when he was out there fighting through it, he struggled. I think I think Alabama beats Tennessee if Bryce Young was healthier. He was really good that game. He was phenomenal that game, but I also think he got hurt by his teammates some too. But Bryce Young is a freak. He is a magician playing quarterback he's just a, a shorter magi- magician so are you real or phony i i tend to think it's phony um again playing devil's advocate through all that try to talk through it uh you know there's no way the carolina panthers can trade up from nine to one to take will levis because you the, could get will levis at nine or trade it to get him at three right like i think the panthers were aggressive and tried to go get that number one pick early to try to get a better deal. And there was already some not bad blood, but ruffled feathers with them and DJ Moore because of his situation. Well, and they, yeah, they were talking about trading him at the trade. Right. So I think that was in, you know, they could have got, they could have moved DJ Moore and get ahead of the desperation where the price might've gone up from the bears, go get that number one pick early and then say, Hey, we've got the pick. Now let's go do our homework and do our research and figure out which one of these guys we want. And that's, I think, their philosophy. And so I just find it really strange if Will Levis is the pick at number one. If that happens, then I don't know anything about college football. Well, and then you know what? For Titans fans, that's the worst case scenario because Bryce Young is then drafted by the Houston Texans. Yeah, and then C.J. Stroud probably goes to the Colts at four if nobody comes up and gets him. That changes the whole thing, right? Because Everything. if Will if Will Levis goes one... And then who's left at 11? I don't think the Titans are going to be at 11. That's that. I, that's what I was about to say. If, if Will Levis goes number one to Carolina, I think you're right, Bryce Young goes two to Houston. I think the, the Titans are trying to go get C.J. Stroud ahead of the Colts at three, if that's the case. And that's going to be and then costly. The Colts, and the Colts are probably going to say, well, now we need to go up to, to, to three. And then what do the Cardinals want to do? Who do the Cardinals want to take? You hope you hope you have a good relationship with Monty Austin for it. You hope that interview for the Titans GM job went well and you guys parted ways and say, hey, we'll talk down the road. Well, at the end you, of you that hope day, those things. it's about you hope, the best You hope deal. Monty Austin for it still has a little two-tone blue in his blood rather than the Indianapolis Colts. And Ken's right. It becomes an arms race. Yep. That, that's what it is. I, I think it's interesting, right? It's that's fascinating. 
I mean, this is why you love the draft. I mean, again, I, like I said, I, the pandemonium last year in Las right. Vegas when A.J. Brown's trade went down, the whole place, like everybody's looking with everybody, like these, these eyeballs, everybody's looking at each other. It's hilarious. It was like, it was fascinating. Was it that, one of those things, quickly, one of those moments where afterwards did you have to like sit yourself down and be like because you were in the middle of it right you were in the middle of the pit in the draft and aj brown gets traded to the eagles did you have to kind of go back to your hotel room and sit and be like what the hell just happened yeah because well things are moving so fast like i would say the hardest you know we work hard a lot throughout the course of the year especially like seven days a week once the season starts the hardest weekend of the off season is the draft is because you the, you can't keep up. <laughs> like you, There's another pick coming. And and especially in the first round, because you're talking about big names and, you know, we're building out, uh, you know, a, a bigger scale A to Z across the country. So mm -hmm. there's a lot more responsibility. Last year, yeah, I mean, it didn't set in until, and I, well, I was on the floor of the draft. So I didn't set in until I probably walked away towards the end when it got to, you know, because once, once 30, 31, 32, and there won't be a 32 this year, but they start to pick, then it starts to wind down, and you're like, you could kind of decompress. That's when I was like, well, damn, what, who the hell's Traylon Burks? Like, I mean, I knew who he was, but it's like, that's... Yeah, because we talked a lot about Traylon Burks being the pick at 26 to go along with AJ, right? That was a big comment. Hey, you were thinking, oh, man, AJ and Robert Woods, and then you get Traylon Burks at 26. Now the Titans got something, right? But no, 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 no. How things have changed uh, from one April to the next. Uh, a couple of uh, lunchbox monies from before that I want to get to. Yeah. Because uh, I think we, we actually skipped over. Agree with, uh, uh, well, this is a uh, response to Nathaniel. What is the answer after this year at quarterback, honestly, especially if Tannehill plays subpar? Are the Titans going to be a team like the Colts for years in essentially quarterback purgatory? I think it's a fair question. And then. Andre says, agree with Nathaniel. You guys should pull up the graphic for potential free agent quarterbacks in 2024. It's abysmal at best. Can't pull a Colt. So there's two back-to-back -back good lunch bunny comments because they're right. You got to look at the free agent market. All of the big older quarterbacks have either retired or Aaron Rodgers. Or, or their Russell second Wilson. team, right? Yeah, they've already moved once. Now, here's what I'll say to that comment. And, you know, I'm going to go back to Andre. Like, this is a... If the Titans do not take a quarterback Thursday or during this draft, and Zach, you said 40% chance Titans take a quarterback in the first round. I said 35% chance. So I think those are both pretty high numbers when you're talking about what we feel about uh, the position. If they don't, then yeah, we will have those conversations. But you always have the quarterback that will become available that you didn't expect. Like, again, this time a year ago, the Raiders just traded a first round pick for Devonte Adams, who was college roommates and teammates with Derek Carr. We didn't expect a less than a year later for Derek Carr to be an, an option to be moved, right? There's going to be somebody like that again next year. Who is it going to be? And it's, there's no way to know who that that's a Ryan Tannehill type. Well, Ryan Tannehill is who you already know. Right. And like, like, you're not sure. going to replace Ryan Tannehill with another Ryan Tannehill. You're yeah, not going to replace him with a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Derek Carr. That's not, that doesn't work. The oh, fan base I, won't take to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree, but I think you're going to so see that. That's what that. I'm saying. That's a moot point. 
It doesn't matter. You've got to find somebody new, fresh, with a much higher ceiling than Ryan Tannehill. That's the problem with Ryan Tannehill. I've been screaming that from the rooftop since Cincinnati. Zach, His we ceiling might, is low. Zach, we might be talking about Lamar Jackson again next next spring. Probably not. It's just going to be another franchise tag for a second year. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to hold him. But they're also going to do cousins. They're going to do the same non-exclusive franchise tag to the same song and dance if they don't extend him again next year. So again, there's going to be those type of conversations. All right, Zach, uh, shade time, right? We've got shade to throw on this Wednesday. Uh, my shade is going to be pretty quick and easy uh, on this. So we will throw shade here in a second. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys all about our friends at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to go to and who to trust. We talked with Dr. Scott Arthur on Monday about Hendon Hooker and his ACL. He said something interesting about Hendon Hooker and, and why, uh, you know, how the ACL has changed and how the quarterback position responds to injuries like that for the NFL draft. And so you can go check that out on our YouTube page as well. The Bone and Joint Institute, they've got Dr. Arthur and a dozen other uh, specialists there in Franklin who specialize in all types of sports and orthopedic surgeries and injuries and rehab to help you get right. Boneandjointtn.org. It is the sports BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. They've got you covered. Use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. You get $1,000 up in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users, and that's big. So download the app today. You can bet on Will Levis if you want to. You can bet on, on NBA basketball, MLB baseball. It doesn't really matter. Bet MGM. Download the app today. Draft week, shade day. We have it here to wrap up this Wednesday show. We've had a great show, great conversation, great input from all of you in the chat. And so, Zach, uh, if you want to hit some shade there in the comments, and then I can get uh, to my shade. That's uh, going to be pretty quick and easy, but it's also on myself. Oh, self-shade. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'll do my shade uh, real quick. Okay. Because my shade has to do with what we've just talked about, which is quarterbacks. And actually a guy that you mentioned earlier on in the show. I don't know if you saw this. Small hands. Did you see about small hands? I don't Can know he who... pick it? Pick it, pause? Yeah. yeah. He's been trying to stretch out his hands. <laughs> I've been stretching out a little bit, doing some exercises, sleeping in a splint to stretch my hands out. I'll do whatever it takes. This is ridiculous what are you doing how is stretching that ridiculous? out your hands how is that ridiculous i think that's stupid no zach that's being dedicated to your craft that's dumb sleeping in splints i, I what's wrong with that hey if you get, if you've got a fumbling problem Sleep with the football. <laughs> like carry the football right, yeah, okay, around your house. Okay, fat Tim McGraw on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> I'm gonna tape that thing to your Yeah, that's on. what he, he doesn't need splints. He needs Tim McGraw duct duct tape. Splints is the same thing. Tim McGraw just lives it lived in Texas and had to come up with a cheaper way to do splints. I, I, I read that. I thought that was stupid. I, I I don't think it's stupid at all. I think that's try look if if having smaller hands negatively impacts your ability to play quarterback because of situations and you're in Pittsburgh, it's got a lot of wind in that stadium and a lot of cold weather. Yeah. Go out there and uh, stretch them hands out. That's fine. All right. So that's your shade. Yes. All right, Zach, my shade is uh, on me. 
Zach, you know me. You've known me for a long time. You know that I love the NFL draft. I don't know what's wrong with me. Zach, guess how many mock drafts that I have done this, this mock draft season? Zero. I have done zero mock draft simulators so far this draft season. Now, we've talked a lot about the NFL draft, and I've done a lot of reading, research, and diving into these NFL draft, but I have yet to do a single mock draft simulator. Same. <laughs> yeah, but that's not, that's not, that's, that's normal for you. Yeah. Not single one. Yeah, and I so, guess you're right. We usually, I mean, that is a surprise. Now that I'm thinking about it, we usually do a show, and this year's been odd, but we usually do a show where we do a simulator show. We've done that in the last three years, I'd say. Yeah. But I, I have not been able to do that. It's just something that I, I almost don't even think it's necessary for the Titan situation. Because normally I do those mock draft simulators to try to learn tendencies and to learn more about the board. But I, I feel like I never felt the need to dive into it because of all the variables that the Titans might have with their situation. I think that's fair. That's why it was so hard to predict. Like, I yeah. do I think that the Anthony Richardson prediction from today is correct? No, I don't. But... It's the best thing I got. I mean, I, I, I maybe it's the most logical, but the draft is illogical at times, and that's what makes it fun. Uh, let's go to the, the chat. Donald says shade on his baseball or mm. his baseball leaving Oakland, heading to Vegas right there. You gotta do um, what you gotta do, right? If you're the A's, you, you gotta make money. Uh, shade on who, uh, on those who pay to have comments read and look hey Karen, anybody can uh, pay lunch money. They can do whatever you want. We, we read to... a lot of comments regardless if they're, you know, super chats or not. Right. Yeah. We do try to re reach you super chats because there's value to that for, for, for what it's worth. And again, I will say, you know, it goes right back into the company. It's not like Austin and I are just like skimming off the top. That's not <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Orlando's going double shade, uh, to his Braves baseball player. I've seen, I, they, he's trending down, uh, much, you know, I mean, I've seen more of that. The guy still stinks. I think that's double shade, um, in two weeks. Jeff says shade on the tour company six days before the Coliseum tour, uh, from 9 AM to 3 40 PM without any reason they, uh, that's almost a seven-hour difference. I don't know Six what that... days before the Coliseum tour, you're from not. I, I don't understand yeah, that. I, I don't. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, shade on Devin's daughter for calling uh, him a boomer this morning <laughs> while wearing a Sublime <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I called her out when I played them all the way to school, and she had no idea who they were. Friggin' poser. Now that's funny. Now you can't. That's, That's just not what a boomer is, though, right? Yeah, but it's funny when your daughter calls you a boomer when you're not a boomer. Yeah. That's funny. That's it good, is, it is good funny. quality comedy right there. <laughs> good daughter on father comedy right, right? there. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That uh, Robert says, shade on lack of Tuesday trivia this week. It was jam-packed yesterday. Trivia takes a while. So we just went uh, all football all day. It's draft week. We'll get back to trivia next week. Joshua Shade is on the Grizzlies flopping as the two seed of the NBA playoffs. Oh, guys, where's Jared Jackson Jr., huh? He's not doing a damn thing. That's what he's doing. So Triple J, there's there's some free shade for Sam and all those Triple J lovers. Uh, shade, and, and I will say that was a phenomenal game in L.A. the other night. I do hope 
LeBron closes things out, though. Uh, Shade on Fox News for firing Tucker Tucker Carlson. uh, Dislike censorship. I think, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, conservative on conservative crime, right? (laughs) It's it's Fox News firing their own guy. It's kind of like Don Lemon and and CNN. Very weird political firings this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just, I guess, kind of how the cookie crumbles. Uh, Let's see here. Throwing shade uh at zach oh yeah zach says throwing shade on zach because he's mad about jackson jr winning defensive player of the year you can take your defensive player of the year and you can go home that's what you can do while the lakers advance uh in the playoffs triple triple j give me out of here yeah Uh, and then uh last shade here uh jake says shade on austin for not telling us his pick guys i will do that tomorrow zach is uh flying out to kc for the draft tomorrow morning so he won't be on the show thursday or friday and so I will be on the show Thursday morning tomorrow. So Sam and I will tell all of you who we texted Jim Wyatt uh, for uh, our official prediction for the Titans first round pick. And tomorrow we're going to have a lot of different stuff. I think Sam's got a couple topics and opinions that he's uh, had banked in his back pocket uh, for the entire week on what he feels about this Titans draft and, and where they can go with this. And so, there's a lot to get to, a lot to talk about. We'll also um, announce later on today on our social media on what our draft coverage is going to be like here in Nashville. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll talk more about that Thursday morning to get you guys set for NFL draft night that's just one and a half days away. So we'll be ready. You guys be ready as well. Look, great show on this Wednesday. Uh, Zach, safe travels out to KC. Uh, and hope you guys get some great content and coverage for A to Z Sports. Uh, we're going to have a big-time weekend, so make sure you like the show before you go. I, again, I say this every day. I guarantee more people are watching right now on Facebook, YouTube, who have liked, who have not liked the show than have liked the show. So give us that thumbs up. Hit that like button. That's a big deal for us. And subscribe to the channel. Turn your notifications on for when we go live because you're going to need it this draft weekend. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great rest of your draft eve. Appreciate it as always. Adios.